At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Let's talk about Mantis X. You know, Glenn is actually a pretty good shot. He doesn't have a lot of skill. Um, and that's just a general statement, but he is actually a really good shot. And he's talked about how he couldn't really even get to the range. Obviously, it's hard to schedule and everything else, but also it's really expensive. And you wind up paying for ammunition and range fees and all this stuff. Well, Mantis X can help you with this. Uh, Mantis X is a high-tech, easy-to-use system used widely by the military, and it helps you improve your shooting quickly. You just attach it to your firearm, you uh, connect with an app on your smartphone uh, or tablet via Bluetooth, and then whether you're firing actual rounds or even dry fire practicing, it will give instant feedback on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct it. I know he's used this to great effect. In fact, he hadn't gone to the range in a long time, went back out and shot recently and had great results. Check it out, mantisx.com, mantisx.com. Start improving today with mantisx.com. Radio show starts here in just a second. Stu for Glenn today. Uh, Joe Biden just okayed the beginning of World War III. Uh, we'll tell you all about that uh, coming up in one minute. All right, my pillow is uh, having a huge anniversary sale. Um, I ha- I have a love hate relationship with my bed. I love crawling in it. Uh, I hate getting out of it. Uh, I don't know if you have that same kind of thing. When you have um, the Giza, the Giza Dream Sheets, you will hate getting out. I, I am a sheet snob, and I happen to be staying at a, a, a nice hotel here in Atlanta. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they would do themselves well by getting some Giza Dream Sheets. I mean, these are the best, softest, uh, durable sheets I think I've ever had. And I don't care how much thread count you got. I really, I mean, sheets are really expensive. These aren't, and they're really good. I sleep on them every single night. The Giza Dream Sheets, they're now uh, going for uh, a, a price that is the lowest price ever. Remember, everything that MyPillow makes has a 10-year warranty, a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square to check out the sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. I think they're like, they start at like 29 bucks. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Get the limited-time specials now at MyPillow.com. 
Let me remind you of something that uh, Joe Biden said. But this, I mean, again, this is clear back in 2022. So it was last year. I mean, uh, does your mind even go back that far? I remember those times. Do you really? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. If you really think back, you can remember Uh what it was like in 2022. How old were you in 2022? Do you remember back then they used to have... um, uh, gas-powered automobiles. Oh, my gosh. And they had... That's uh, right. Yeah. I had forgotten it's Remember, been so long. On every corner, right, huh. Pat? You're driving yeah. around. And, and every corner, there's these huh. these golden arches. And they had these places called McDonald's. And McDonald's. It, yeah, they would serve huh. hamburgers and, and, and French fries and oh, shakes. Wow. And it was just an incredible... Time. What a time it, that It brings must have you been. back. Mm-hmm. I, they should do a, a sequel to Back to the Future <laughs> and just see if they could capture right. that moment. Get the flux capacitor running <clears> and see throat> if throat> they could capture and that And take era. us all the way back. It's so, it's to so last far year. a distant memory. It's hard to put yourself in that place. Do you know I was days. four years old? I was four. Wow. So I don't remember so a lot remember that, of what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but here's what mm-hmm. Joe Biden said last year about sending U.S. jets into Ukraine he said, that's called World War Three." Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, yeah. So wait a minute. So if you send jets <laughs> uh-huh. into Ukraine. Right. That's World War Three. That's World War Three. Well, I'm glad we're not going to do that. Me that, too. I don't want World Me War Three. I think too. this is another stance, and I don't know if they're going to cover this during the debates, but it's a uh-huh. stance that I have, and I wish they'd ask about it. Do you want World War Three? I'm a no. Are you a hard no I'm on that? I'm a hard no. Really? I would not enjoy huh. that. Would like to avoid it if possible. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, so the things that you, if mm-hmm. you had something that you yourself believed would start World War III, I would try to avoid that thing. It, and he stuck to that for a good long time. Like I said, that was last year. Until this year, he stuck to that. Oh, okay. But I, now he just approved sending American F-16 fighter jets to Ukraine mm. from Denmark and the Netherlands. He just approved that. Now, he, was it just train? Was, so. was that the only line? Was it just planes? No, no. He he said, the idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains going in <laughs> with American pilots and American crews, just understand, don't kid yourself. No matter what y'all say, that's called World War Three. <laughs> now the trains, I agree with him on that. Oh, I, if we the send tra- offensive you start trains in there, offensive I train will, weapons, uh, you've gone too far. When we send offensive train weapons into Ukraine, I join the Russian military. <laughs> I do it that day. We've crossed that a very serious day. line. Now, so far, we've not gone that extreme. No. We, no, we uh, have held back on that. I mean, However, tra- train bombs are too, it's what it's, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Now, they're easy to avoid. Much. That's one good thing. If you stay away from the tracks, <laughs> you almost completely avoid them, which is great. Yeah. But, Unless there's a train derailment of the offensive train weapon bomb. Or and whatever. if we've seen anything from this president, he can derail he can. a train. He's he good can. at that. Yes, he's good at that. Uh, but yes, but he's already done the tanks, right? That's yep. already happened. That's that. So that World War Three has already started. And now the F-16s. Oh, good. Uh, has been okay. Now, are they going directly to Ukraine? Is there? A- well, they first uh, apparently they've had stops in Denmark and the Netherlands. Oh, okay. Well, they won't be. Russia won't won't be. <clears throat> they able to won't tell understand. Them. Now we're going to tell. Think, them. Oh, those are Denmarkian 
uh, F-16s. F-16s. Right. They're like, oh, gosh, Denmark. You know, <laughs> the United States should file a copyright violation against Denmark and I the Netherlands think so. I'm for them copying off. our plane. How dare you? How dare you copy our F-16s? And you might say, hey, maybe it's plausible. We didn't tell them. You know, uh-huh. uh, that we were giving them these planes and, and therefore they can't hold us overtly responsible with the exception of the fact that we are telling them almost every day. <laughs> yeah, right. We tell them all the time. Right. We announce every single move we're making. Yeah. Hey, by the way, we're sending in one Abrams tanks now. Yeah. We, we made that big announcement months mm-hmm. ago. And now it's, oh, by the way, we just said it's okay right. <laughs> uh, for Denmark and the Netherlands to send our F-16s uh, to Ukraine. So that's going to happen now, too. Now, so. I guess you could argue with that, if you listen to the specific wording of his statement, you could argue he's talking about American crews being brought in by, by okay. these offensive so trains. only if American pilots <laughs> right. and crews well, are manning these weapons, uh, then it's World War Three, Right. But not if not they're it. Ukrainian pilots mm-hmm. in American jets. And I know if you're a Russian mom and your kid is just, you know, your kid's in the war and they've just been killed by a missile from an F-16, you're like, well, what's the nationality of the pilot? I don't care if he died. I care <laughs> if he was killed by an American. <laughs> I know. I care about what yeah. nationality yeah, yeah. was actually flying the American plane. That's right. the that's my line. And that's, that's I think, where you draw the line. That's right where you there. draw the line. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fascinating. Not that you're going to have a fourth generation jet in the uh, Ukrainian arsenal now. That's not the issue. You don't care about that. The issue is who's flying it. Right. Who's flying it. Like, where are they from? What what housing complex are they from? Are Are they they from Idaho? Do they follow the rules of their HOA? Are they from Amsterdam? I I have to know. Or are they from Kiev? (laughs) I don't want to mock this too much because... Uh, Biden might do it, and I don't. I really don't want American pilots in, oh, the, in the middle of this. I, I think we're headed that direction. You do? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I mean, they're losing right now. They're th- this counteroffensive is not going well, and uh, I, we were just reading a an article about this uh, that there are some who think the Ukrainian army is on the verge of collapse. So if that were to happen, I think I think that's when we step in with. Boots on the ground. Well, look, yeah, because luckily we've set up the standard that we will only give them everything they need forever. Everything, yes. So right. that standard is very easy right. to keep up. You just mm-hmm. always say yes. You just keep saying yeah. If you say yes to everything, mm-hmm. uh, eventually you do get probably two American boots on the ground. Uh, and, you do. And like, look, I think... Yeah. We've said no to all of this stuff initially, and then, meh. Yes. Uh, the tanks, the jets... Is there anything else? The the cluster bombs we said no to initially and then started sending them. And so Zelensky just said today that this move is absolutely historic, powerful, and inspiring for us. That's well, good. Yeah, I'm I glad he likes it because that's what is the main focus of the United States of America right now. Does Vlad- Vladimir Zelensky enjoy what we're doing? Yeah, I mean, is he appreciative? A central plank of American foreign policy has always been is Vladimir Zelensky inspired, right. and in this particular case, he's saying he is. It was a weird plank before Zelensky took power. I, I thought it was very weird when he was a comedian. Yeah, back yeah then, that was I, weird. Was like, wow, that's a very that strange uh, plank. But, but I'm, now I'm glad. it makes really good sense. Yeah, <laughs> and look, I you know I I think you can be a person who says. These efforts, the way we're doing this is really, really questionable and still mm-hmm. understand that like, look, I understand if I'm Ukrainian, I am 100% number one trying to defend my country at all costs. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, oh, sure, you can have Crimea. 
What what other regions should I be giving you? I would be pissed if we were on the air in Ukraine, right? Like we're 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 like mornings in Kiev. Hey, the traffic and weather is coming up here in Kiev in just a few minutes, and we're talking about the Russian invasion as well. Our commentary would likely be. I know it would be for me, and I want to speak for you. But my kind of my commentary would be like, screw uh, these Russians. Yeah, we're taking oh, yeah, every sure. inch of our territory back, and we're going to take some of theirs too, maybe. Yeah, and. And also, I would be saying, let's ask the Americans for every freaking thing they'll give us. Mm-hmm. Will they give us stuff for free? Will they? And the Will they give us yes. planes and trains and automobiles for free? Yes. Will they give us uh, offensive train weapons that will go on the tracks <laughs> and blow up somewhere? Will they give them? If they will, let's take them and let's beg for them. I would 100% be on that side of it. I get it yeah. from their perspective. I do too. And I get helping uh, other countries in certain ways that are advantageous to us strategically that's something that we do all the time and sometimes is vital but like you can't set a an expectation to a country like ukraine that we will support them for everything they need no matter what eternally yeah and that's basically what we've said yeah as long as it takes what is it as long as it takes Mm -hmm. i mean that is an impossible standard to hit and the only thing that saves us from this is it's possible that Joe Biden is lying. And in reality, he's saying that as a as a front that eventually we're going to say, OK, well, let's have a settlement here and let's get these guys talking. The other thing that gives you a little bit of hope, a modicum of hope that we could get out of this um, is there's an election next year. Yeah. I mean, could the war still be going? It looks like it's oh, going I, to be. I, I, yeah. Any, I mean, not not no chance of it ending before that, but I would say very small. But there are several candidates, including Donald Trump, who have said no to this. I mean, he has he has strongly indicated that he would strive to end this thing mm-hmm. on day one. Yep. Uh, get the two sides together and and get a peace effort going said a couple of times on, on my show, we haven't even sent Dennis Rodman yet. What? What in the hell are we doing? He hasn't even been there? <laughs> he hasn't even been there yet to oh negotiate this peace for us. What a disgrace. Is he If offered? you haven't even taken that step, that's, you're just not serious about peace. That's the first step in or any first conflict. First, the very first, first one. The first bullet flies, you call Dennis. Yes. And you say, hey, can you get D- over there? Uh, Rod, can you, can you be there by 3 o'clock this afternoon? And he would. He would. I will say he would. <laughs> I you know, think we're, we're, he would. I think he would. It's worth a shot. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe uh, maybe he's <laughs> just like Kim Jong-un and it works. But several of the Republicans, certainly not Mike Pence, I think he keeps this thing going even stronger than it has been. Yeah. Uh, but there are several candidates who would get us out of this thing, I think. I think so, too. I mean, look, our stance needs <clears throat> to be actively. Look, you could say a lot of things publicly. I think you should say very few things publicly. And the few things that you say, if you're on that, we're already in this battle or probably you're going to be supportive. You want Ukraine. You, there is we have a rooting interest in this, I think, from a governmental perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. But your behind the scenes activity should be just get mm-hmm. this over with. Yes. The American people, unlike the Ukrainian people, don't care about the Luhansk region. No. Right. Like I get that. I don't they don't even care. know what it is. Right. I just want this to stop. Yeah. And, you know, yep. what is in our interest here? This war ending. Yeah. And again, that has to be also with stopping Russian advances going forward. That is part of it. You can't just be like, all right, Russia gets to roll over wherever they want, whenever they want. And we just say, OK, I understand why you push back against that. But 
like behind the scenes, we need to be making sure that this gets over. If they want our support, this has to be coming to an end at some point. Mm-hmm. How much money are you going to spend on this? A lot. So, well, it's $200 billion so far. In Just Saudi. the $200 billion, though. Yeah. But, hey, uh, on the other hand, we've sent $700 to Hawaiian families who've lost everything. So... That's not bad. I mean, we're, I don't know, it's all, it's all arrived yet. But no, it has, okay, right. We're but maybe going to send $700. We promised to send. To we have a pledge. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is a pledge good? Uh, That's good. I mean, what, how, many, how much of a house can you build with a pledge of $700? Do we know? Uh, a tiny part. A tiny part. Yeah, a okay. really That's tiny good. part. That's better than nothing. All right, more coming up in one minute. Harold lives in Massachusetts. He was in a pretty bad place with his back recently. He'd go to bed at night and have awful spasms that would keep him up writhing in pain. He didn't know what to do. Nothing he tried really seemed to do anything until he heard about Relief Factor. When he gave uh, it a try, you know, look, his back pain went away almost entirely within two weeks. It's a massive change. In fact, these days, Harold finds that the only thing that he has to be careful about is not overdoing it when he moves around and lifts things because his back feels like new and he forgets that he's uh, up there in years. Harold got his life back with Relief Factor and so could you. The three-week quick start is only nineteen ninety-five. It's a trial pack. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor and about 70% of them go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start. Again, that's relieffactor.com or call 800, the number four, Relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Um, He's got some back pain and hopefully he'll uh, be better tomorrow. Um, We were just talking about the difference between what we're doing in Ukraine and what they've pledged so far to Hawaii. And this may not be everything, but it's, it's amazing to me that, you know, some of the, some of the estimates of how much we've sent them to Ukraine so far is well over 200 billion. When you include all the military and humanitarian aid, you put it all together, it's over $200 billion. Um, We've pledged so far $700 for the families who've lost everything in hawaii um and just to give you a little perspective on how heartbreaking that is here's uh, a maui survivor uh talking about the president and uh calling biden out and right now the maui community is helping the maui community and i'm i'm really i'm it's really affected me because where is the president he decides to come here this week to come here next week I mean, like, where, where, aren't we Americans too? Like, we're part of the United States, but why are we not? Why are we getting put in the back pocket? Why are we being ignored? Hmm. Pretty good question. Heartbreaking. Mm. Brutal. It's heartbreaking. Well, no comment, Pat. No comment on that. No comment. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's my stance on this particular issue. No, <laughs> no comment. comment. No comment. I got to go to the beach. Oh, okay. So no, oh, no well, comment. that's understandable. Yeah, I've got. What some... about Tahoe next week? Are you going to be able to make it there? I'll make it there. Uh, okay, I'll make it there. But no right. comment on your little. What was it? A fire? <laughs> yeah, fire. A fire in Hawaii. But you don't have a comment on that? No. I mean, was it really hot? What, what, I didn't really, yeah. really following it. Was yeah. it hot? Uh, very. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, no very comment hot. on that. Okay. No comment on that. I want to make a brave stance of no comment. How weird is that? By the way, the no comment thing. <laughs> I I don't even. Understand I'm fascinated it. by it. I don't understand it. I again. 
I don't think Joe Biden cares about this at all. Okay, oh, I, I want to be clear. He does either right? I don't think he cares. <laughs> but you got to pretend. But at you got to pretend. You're yeah. in the middle of a presidential campaign. Yeah. Just politics 101 would describe you at least appearing to care. Yeah. And he has not crossed that bridge at all. He's like, ah, screw it. I don't care. I mean, I guess he's so confident he could stay in his basement. And he can beat Donald Trump by the media just hammering him and and or and or arresting him and putting him in prison. That he doesn't mm-hmm. have to try. Yeah, but that's a dangerous tactic. Do you remember when we contrasted this last week? Do you remember when Donald Trump was asked immediately after? I don't know. He's coming out of some meeting, and a reporter said, "Hey, any thoughts about um, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg just died?" He's like. Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Yeah, she just died. We just got that news. And he stood there and made this really eloquent uh, statement about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and what a great American she was. And it was really presidential. Do you, do you remember that? By yeah, any chance? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And you contrast that with him being asked in something he should have been prepared for anyway, but he's asked about Hawaii and he's got no comment. How is that possible? Yeah. Have you not, not had any... Have you not taken a minute to prepare something? Yeah. Just like, uh, and, and again, like, you know, the Trump thing, the example, I kind of remember that. But, you know, this is a political opponent, right? Someone who yeah. tried to uproot his right. presidency over and over again. Somebody who certainly wasn't an ally. That's not for sure. Not an ally at all. Where Maui, these are your voters right. if you're a Democrat. Big time. You're talking about 80% Super voting for you in some yeah. circumstances. Why? Again, that shouldn't motivate your response here, but you'd think it would at least make you lead with empathy. I know. Even when you're talking about the most base politics yeah. that are involved here, yeah. you should just for that, uh, just because so, these are your constituents, potential voters, you got something. I'm so cynical on this stuff, Pat. Like, there's not a part of me that believes that Joe Biden actually would care about these victims, but like, you just think politics would say hey i don't want to come off you don't want to come like what happened to george w bush through katrina yeah and i don't think he did show empathy he did uh care Mm -hmm. quite clearly when 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 the you know the historical writings came out about this period quite clearly he did care about this but the media was able to present him as if he didn't care and people bought that Mm -hmm. uh, for a time and it hurt him. It really hurt his second term. I mean, it was, you know, arguably one of two things early in his second term that really derailed his presidency. And Joe Biden has no care at all about that. Now, maybe he knows. Maybe he's making a, a, a coherent calculation that, you know, look, the media is going to be on my side, so I never have to care about this. More likely, I think he mm-hmm. just really doesn't care and, and just rolls it out there. It has no, yeah. no awareness whatsoever. He just doesn't yeah. care. Doesn't care. A fire? Who cares? Pretty amazing. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. The Glenn Back Program. Now, out of the terrible tragedy of 9-11 came the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. Tunnel to Towers is there to support the families or first responders and veterans when they don't come home or severely injured in the line of duty. This happened far too many times, and we, of course, align quite closely with the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on this. It's important. I mean, we're talking about a foundation that will pay off their mortgage. Uh, they will lift their financial burdens. They will uh, help their help them with their Gold Star Family uh, Home Program and their Fallen First Responder Program. 
they intelligence towers has helped over 2000 people just this year stay off the streets that's incredible these are our nation's heroes and they were close to going to the streets it's it's an embarrassment but tunnel to towers has stepped in so many times join tunnel to towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices that today's heroes make every day their work depends on you you can help by donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. T2T.org. It's T, the number two, T.org. It's Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Don't forget to use the promo code will not be censored for $30 off your subscription at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Pat and Stu for Glenn today, 888-727-BECK. we got the big debate uh, coming up on uh, Wednesday night on Fox. And so you're, you have that, and then the Tucker Carlson-Donald Trump get together, too. Yeah, should, just should to remind you as well, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is, what was it, will not be censored, you said, Yes. Mm-hmm. If you go there, you get 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. We're going to have Biggest a bunch ever, of, I believe, right? Yeah, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. And it's tied uh, for it. Uh, you might as well do that and save some cash. Also, mm-hmm. we're gonna have great debate coverage on Wednesday, um, pre-game, post-game. I think we're—I don't know what we're gonna be doing uh, the whole night. It's gonna be a lot of fun and totally different than every other uh, network coverage. I, I assure you of that. Uh, also, I'm gonna be doing extended coverage on YouTube.com/slash Stew Does America. We're gonna be going late into the night, uh, so get your extended coverage uh, right there. YouTube.com/slash Stew Does America. By the way, Pat, I want to say uh, take a very controversial stance here. We went through the 2016. Uh, scenario, right? Mm-hmm. And it was ugly. The, those debates were a mess. Remember, we had the kitty table debates. Because there were 18 candidates. <laughs> 18 candidates. So you do like nine, nine is too much for a debate. You have yeah. nine on the stage and then they'd all go away and then we come back with like the the, the adult table and then they'd do uh, it with all the main contenders. They'd have, they'd fight it out and it was a disaster and everyone hated it. I demand the return of the kitty table. I demand yeah. this year, I want it back. They set the standard too low, too I low. think, for qualifying because it, yeah. it was only one percent in three polls or something. Yeah, and so all you need is one percent and forty thousand donors. Now they're doing these stunty things to gain donors. Yeah. Anyone can get the donors if yeah. you have enough money. You can get the donors. <laughs> and so some of them, like Bergam, was offering twenty bucks for a dollar <laughs> donation. Right. <laughs> okay, fantastic oh, way to make to be profitable. Yeah, um, but you know Bergam has a lot of money. So he's, he's been able to mm-hmm. run tons of ads. And so he, he I don't, I'm not even, it's, Bergam isn't even the problem. Like Bergam is actually like on the right, I would say almost on the adult side of the table. He's <laughs> borderline on the adult side of the table. He's running a lot of ads. He's got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. If you make any argument that of these people you don't know who's going to break out of that field, I mean, at least make the argument it's Bergam, right? Mm-hmm. You can't make the argument it's Asa Hutchinson. It's, it's, it's no. totally pointless at this at this point. So let me just quickly running back through who's actually qualified for this. Doug Bergam's qualified. He's in. Ron DeSantis is in. Nikki Haley is in. Mm-hmm. Mike Pence is in. Four. Vivek Ramaswamy is in. Five. Tim Scott is in, for sure. Now, after that, you get These to, are the certain. These are the certain. Chris Christie is basically a yes. I don't know that he signed the pledge, but what the way they're getting around signing the pledge is they're saying, well, I don't think because remember, Chris Christie is saying Donald Trump is unqualified to be president. That's the whole basis of his campaign. How do you sign a pledge saying you'll vote for him if he wins the nomination? His out on that is I don't think he's going to win. So I'll yeah, sign right. It. He's right. only ahead by forty points. Right. It's a really it's stupid small chance of him being victorious in this thing. Right. 
it's obviously Stupid. ridiculous. Yes. But at the same time, I, I can't imagine Chris Christie's going to give up on his debate appearance because he doesn't want to sign the pledge. He's going to figure out mm-hmm. yet another lie in his head to make that happen. He's so that very would, good at crafting them. That would be seven. So that would be seven. Now, Trump, it's funny, Trump hasn't actually qualified for the debate because he won't sign that pledge. He said no. So in technically, he's, mm. we know he's not going to be there, but he hasn't actually technically qualified for the debate because he will not sign this. Um, uh, the 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 whole situation with the um, with the pledge. But let me give you some other names. Asa Hutchinson. Hutchinson has eleven qualifying polls. That's how low this Jeez. has been set. He's got eleven qualifying <laughs> yeah. polls. He's hit the donor situation. So if he signs the um, uh, loyalty pledge, which he says he will, and he just says, "Well, I just don't think Trump will win." He has that same out. Uh, he will qualify the debate. So how many is that? One, two, three, eight. four, five, six, seven. That's eight. Now, Trump is out, we know. So then we have people like Suarez, the mayor of Miami. Now, he has two qualifying polls, and he says he's hit the donor threshold. What it seems like is he's just saying it. Right? There are people very, very uh, skeptical whether he's actually qualified. But the <laughs> Republican, uh, you know, the, the, the RNC doesn't seem to have any real way of figuring this out. Like, they seem to be taking, at least at the on surface, mm. the Just take the word statement for it. from the candidates. Oh, wow. Now, he he would still need another qualifying poll this <laughs> week to get in, but it could happen. Okay. So, that would be nine. nine. Will Hurd uh, also Will has Hurd. the donors. Come on. He has three qualifying polls. He's got 40,000 donors? Yep. Anyone can get 40,000 donors. That's why this is dumb. Yeah. Um, also, he has not. He says he will not sign the loyalty pledge. So I don't think he'll be in, but in theory, he could be. Um, let me give. You, let's go down a little bit less when it comes to name recognition because we still have more. Perry Johnson, just he, an entrepreneur, right? an entrepreneur running for Business president, guy. running a lot of ads, has some yeah. money. Personally, <laughs> he's hit the donor threshold. Mm-hmm. He has four qualifying polls. It seems like he's hit, he's qualified there, and it seems like he will be on the stage because he will sign the loyalty. Oh my pledge. gosh. So that's like 11, right? And we've got, uh, I'm not done. Wow. I'm not done. Larry okay. Elder. Now, Larry uh, Elder, I want to talk about him in a second. Yeah. He's actually worthy of being on the debate stage. He's very smart. He's very conservative. He's I'd been like around for, for a long a time. He's a good debater. Mm-hmm. He'll do a oh, good yeah. job uh, and is way more qualified than, you know, all these people at the end here I'm listing. Wait till you see him on Charlemagne's show yeah. last week. It's incredible. Now, he only has two qualifying polls. A lot of this is because he's not listed in a lot of the polls, but he's mm-hmm. only hit two. And he has reportedly 39,000 donors right now. So I would assume he's going to cross that threshold today. Uh, but he hasn't technically qualified. But he could make the stage still. And then how about Binkley? Binkley? Binkley. Uh, who Bink- Binkley? Binkley. <laughs> oh, the Binkley. Yes. Oh, okay. Ryan I, Binkley. Ryan Binkley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an entrepreneur uh, and no. pastor from Texas. Uh who okay. apparently is also running for president, has hit the 40,000 individual threshold, apparently, with donors. That's impossible. Come on. Has only no. one qualifying poll, but he, so he'd need two more this week, but it's not out of the question he could get I, them. I don't believe that Ryan Binkley has been at 1% in any poll ever. Come on. How dare you? I've never no, That's what I'm going to say guy. to you, Pat. How dare uh, you? <laughs> you? Pretty easily. 
I dare pretty easily. I can't believe you'd even say something like that. I but mean, perhaps he's a wonderful pastor. No, he might be. And people I, love him. I got to be honest with you. But I've never heard. Come on. Nobody knows who he is. You get down to this level. I don't I don't know if they're good candidates or not. Yeah. And like, look, that would there be benefit of, of a kitty table for some of these people. Let them come out. Maybe one of them will shine. You know, yeah. it's not crazy to think. Right. I mean, he got an early start. But like a person like Vivek Ramaswamy easily could have been in the kitty table this year and probably mm-hmm. would have would have shined. Uh, he would have dominated the kitty table. Done really well, and people would have mm-hmm. said he's noticeable. This has happened before, um, but honestly, at this point, you've got one, two, three, four. Politico says there's nine that have qualified. It's too many. Now that includes, uh, of course, uh, Trump would be ten. If you had five, that's plenty. That's more yeah. than enough. Yeah. If you have, I mean, like, look, do five or six in the main table. Mm-hmm. Who's your Who's your main table? Ron DeSantis. Vivek yes. Ramaswamy, yes. Mike Pence, right. Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Chris Christie. I'll stretch it to Chris Christie. Chris Christie has some good polling in New Hampshire. Obviously, we all know he's not going to win the nomination. You're stretching a long way to include Chris Christie. Well, he's very wide. I have to stretch very, it. There's very like pants. Wide. Right. I mean, we're stre- like, right. like a waistband, we're stretching far okay. to get Chris. But I mean, so this is really elastic, like oh, a, really amazing la- miracle yeah, elastic. Yeah, it's like that athleisure wear. Okay. You know what I mean? It's all really right. stretchy. Yeah. But like, in, in all <laughs> seriousness, look, he's only appealing to very moderate anti-Trump people, but they do exist in the party. Mm-hmm. And you look at New Hampshire, he's hitting seven eight percent in some of those polls that's not nothing i mean i think he should probably be in the main debate i mean not asa hutchinson not perry johnson not not even burgum no i mean he shouldn't Mm -mm. be in the main debate uh you can you know if you want to stretch to burgum and go to seven maybe you could do it i think it's a stretch he does have you know he has some results where he's three or four three or four percent in some of these early states, all right, like maybe you stretch to that. It's the first debate. Maybe you have a wide net. But mm-hmm. Asa Hutchinson and Perry Johnson? No. And maybe uh, Ryan Binkley? No. And no. Uh, and uh, I don't know, uh, you know, even Larry Elder. Uh, Larry Elder should be on a debate stage. He's certainly better than Asa Hutchinson and Perry Johnson to be on a debate Is stage. Is Carrot Top a Republican? <laughs> because maybe he should be in this too. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, that's a guy that can dial down the middle really well. And uh, I don't know a lot of his policy platform, but I know dial down the middle. Collect calls and long distance calls, I believe. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's exactly right. For all the payphone calls (laughs) you might be making these days. If you're going to have Ryan Binkley, you got to have Carrot Top. That's my policy position right now. And if they don't, I'm not voting Republican this year. Okay. I'll find the Constitution Party or something. Who's the Libertarian this year? Do you know? Um, I don't believe they've had their. They haven't had. They certainly haven't uh, had their convention yet. They pick at a convention. They don't have a primary oh, process, true. which is I've yeah. always argued. I understand why they do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have ideological reasons for uh, this particular approach. Also, it's expensive to do it, but like it gets nobody involved. No yeah. one knows what's going on. Like it's just a bunch of people show up at an event and and like uh, they pick a candidate. And you're like, who? Wait, what? Like you need to have pe- the reason why the primary process, it, which has tons of problems, mm-hmm. and it comes up with also really bad incentives and. You know, all sorts of real serious issues with it. But it does get people involved in the process and at least gets them attached to a candidate. Right. And it lets them know what they care about. Like, yeah. you know the general libertarian platform, but you don't know the differences between these people. And, you know, it doesn't get sussed out until a bunch of people who are insiders in the party hashed out at a convention. I just don't think it, it works to raise a uh, a profile of someone you probably don't know what's really convenient though is that the uh, communist party doesn't have to run a candidate since they already have uh joe biden 
They've already got that it's candidate. It's working out They well. had him in 2020, endorsed him in 2020. He was so close to everything they believe that they just said, yeah, you know what? No, we're happy with him. Yeah. And I got to believe like hardline communists were like, look, he's just saying all these crazy liberal things. He's not going to do them. He's just like, a, he, you know, he's an old school Democrat. He's, a, you know, he's not going to do all these things for us. And then he paid and then off. He did. What a great turn of events for them. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. It's for really them. worked out for those communists. Congratulations. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's great. Isn't that wonderful? Great news. It worked out for somebody anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, more Pat and Stu for Glenn coming up. All right. If you love your dog, you consider him part of the family. It's it's pretty normal, really. Dogs have been man's best friend for thousands of years. My my, I, my wife and daughter were exchanging little notes the other day, and my wife was asking. My daughter, what makes her happy was one of the questions. And she just wrote dogs <laughs> like that's, that's, that's right. real life. Yeah. It's true. And I've seen her with dogs. That's it, really the answer. Um, Rough Greens is important because it, you know, look, it's changed the life of, of, of Glenn's dog, Uno. I know our dogs uh, all love it as well. Rough Greens isn't a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic doctor Dennis Black that you sprinkle on top of the dog food. And, and you know, look, brown food, it's dead food. You, you want the greens. Your dogs deserve it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens, so why not get it for them? The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. They're going to give you a first trial bag free. That's right. All you have to do is pay for the shipping. Call 833-GLEN33. It's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Give them a call or roughgreens.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. Triple eight seven twenty seven B E C K is the phone number. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck program. I want to bring up this Larry Elder clip from he's talking to Charlemagne, the radio host, about I guess race issues. Now Larry Elder is running for president. He should yeah. be on the debate stage. If freaking Doug Burgum's going to be on the debate stage, he definitely Larry Elder should definitely be on the debate stage. He is running for president, and he was on the Breakfast Club talking about racial issues with Charlemagne. They use the N word many times. Now this is one of those situations where certain it depends on the color of your skin whether you're allowed to use certain words pat mm-hmm. and this is so uh, so these are two african-americans allowed to use the n-word we're going to bleep it out because we're not allowed to use it just to be clear right. how this works and i'm totally or even play yeah. their use of it. yes like we can't even can't say we can't play that right but so that is what they're saying in the bleeps here go ahead joe biden had lied for decades about his civil rights record claiming that he desegregated movie theaters and restaurants in, in wilmington delaware when he didn't mm-hmm. any didn't do any of that he lied and said that he tried to visit nelson mandela during apartheid south africa he did not and he came in here and told you you aren't even black and let you think a certain kind of way it seemed to me that should have been a wake-up call for you but it wasn't apparently yeah, i mean you know for the record i'm not a democrat or republican <laughs> I, I, I didn't think, say you were. I, yeah, I think both. I don't know what trash. you are. I, I never yeah. even asked you about your party affiliation. Yeah, I think I'm just saying, you, but you are black. And, and to have a white guy come in here and tell you you have to say, uh, think a certain kind of way, otherwise you, quote, ain't black. Wow. How should I have replied to him, you think? What I just now said, how dare you insult me and tell me I, I think as, as a human being, let alone as a black person. I don't tell you how to think, Joe Biden. How dare you come in here and tell me how to, or I, I, I should think. I'm nice. going to vote for Donald Trump if I want to vote for Donald Trump. And, and if I want to vote for Donald Trump, it does not make me not black. 20% of black people, black men, as I said, voted for Donald Trump in 2020. Are they not black now? So only 80% of black people, black men walking around are really black, 20% are not, because they voted for Donald Trump. How insulting is that? How condescending is that? Mm. 
I, I mean, you're probably right, but I didn't take it in that way. As well, I, I did. As I said to him in that moment, you know, it's just about me wanting something for my people. And I want to know what is he going to do for my people. And not only for my people now, how are you going to atone for the things you've done to my people? Right. That's it. Right. And this is a guy, uh, Joe Biden, who, when he first got into the Senate, hung out with segregationists, talked about how well, he, how well he got along with them, uh, talked about how he didn't want integration because of a jungle uh, this guy has made Absolutely. all sorts of insulting things mm-hmm. to black people, and his policies right now are hurting black people. Inflation mm-hmm. hurts the people at the bottom more than anything else. Letting a bunch of illegal aliens mm-hmm. under, into the border are hurting black people more than anybody else, as I said earlier. Mm-hmm. He's opposed uh, to school choice when he has his own kids in private school. And we lost a year, almost wow. two years of in-school education in California because of COVID that he supported. I mean, this guy has done monstrous things to black people. And then for him to come in here and tell you how you ought to think as a black person, it blew my <laughs> mind. Uh, but Asa Hutchinson is going to be on the stage and not him. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that was a that was a beatdown. It's great. Uh, can you imagine if Charlemagne had said those things to Joe Biden? What response could he have possibly had to that? I'm sorry. How uh, dare uh, you I'm, insult all, me that way? All he could do was say, "I'm sorry." That might have that might have changed the election. Yeah, because there's nothing he could come back with. Nope. I mean, you got him at that point. You just destroyed well, him. You saw it with Charlemagne. Say, I mean, that, yeah, wow. again, I don't, I'm not exactly a, a, a P1, as they call in radio terms, a main, a big <laughs> listener to the Charlemagne You're not a program. primary listener to the Charlemagne no. show? But what I oh, have wow. seen of him is that he's, uh-huh. he's kind of famous for getting in these big debates. Like, he'll, <laughs> he'll fight with people. Yeah. He'll have these big arguments yeah. with people. He'll take them on. I mean, and he was, he was demoted to a withering, you know, uh, yeah. fern there by, yes. by Larry Elder. <laughs> Docile. Uh, yeah, you're you're probably right, but I didn't take it that way. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Uh, that's great. You sure should have. Yeah, but I mean, if there's anybody in this lower uh, polling end that should be on the debate stage, it's Larry Elder, definitely. And uh, for some reason, of course, the Republicans will keep him out. That makes too much too much sense. Yeah, this is exactly what they'll do. Amazing. It's a darn shame. All right, triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today.